I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I love love. There's something so beautiful and even spiritual about loving and being loved. I've been graced with a lot of great loves in my life. And lately, as I think about love, its meaning has really shifted for me. The way I love has changed, and I think it's made me better. From WBEZ Chicago, this is When Magic Happens. I'm Jennifer Shea Love Bowers, here with Cheryl Jackson and Taylor Coward. Valentine's Day just passed, and it's got me thinking about love, how we do it, and how we receive it. And for me, I've been focusing a lot on self-love, and I've never felt freer. I'm really into loving on myself, giving myself grace, compliments, high fives, And like Whitney Houston once said, learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all. I know that's right. I know. And I cannot wait to get into it. There's more after the break. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. So, ladies, how do you define what love is? Hmm. Hmm. Is it romantic, familiar, is it platonic? I guess I kind of think of it as something that's foundational for all the kinds of love we experience in different kinds of relationships. So what's foundational for me in love is probably acceptance, Mm. acceptance, accepting kind of who you or that other person is, what they offer, how they love, um, the good stuff, the bad stuff, it's acceptance and and always a desire to see the best. Hmm. Someone once said to me that love dictates that you give someone the benefit of a doubt, even when it looks dire or shady or, but your first instinct is to give that person the benefit of the doubt, to believe. You know, in the Bible, here I am, church girl. It's it's, so early in that um, episode. Yes, every episode, okay? Uh, Uh, Because Jesus is with me, what? 24-7. Amen, Amen, Cheryl. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, But it says, love believes all things. Love believes. So that's so foundational for every kind of relationship that you have, whether it's, you know, parent or siblings or child or your partner, intimate partner, friends, it just believes. And I probably add hopes. What about you, um, Taylor? It's that feeling of, you know, I, I'll do anything for you. You know, when you feel that about somebody, I feel like you know that you love them, that despite what may come up, you always have their back and you always have their best interests in mind and you care for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jennifer, you've been on a, um, a, on a journey of late. What I have. you have to share? I still love love. I think I have a different 
understanding of what it means to love, you know, and also like loving myself. I say that because it is unconditional. It's like you see this person and I'm thinking about it, like, for example, in the context of my children, Mm -hmm. right, is like, I will do anything for them because I love them, you know, and I, um, and I love them in such a way that it is, it's, it is, it's unconditional. I will all, like, I feel I will always do the thing for them. Mm -hmm. And it's just deeply embedded inside of me. But when I think about like romantic love, um, it, it is a feeling. It's like a feeling that, you know, you're on top of the world and you um, feel connected to someone um, in a very special and unique way. And that also what you do for them is unconditional. But to me, it feels like a different kind of love. Mm. Um, but the one love that I think I've become the most sort of affirmed by lately is just self-love. You know, I've shared with you guys that I kind of battle with loneliness, you know, and I have realized over the last uh, several months that I can actually dictate whether or not I feel that way by doing things that demonstrate love to myself and speaking things into my mind that demonstrate that I love myself And when I initially kind of thought about or heard people doing that, I'm like, how do you love yourself? You know, I mean, it just seems Mm -hmm. far away and maybe not a a space I was in. Mm -hmm. Um, But now I think I have a a greater understanding of what that what that means and what that can look like. I'm curious. Did you always you just assume that? Yes, of course, I love myself. You didn't really give it much thought or I I think the reason why I'm asking is I too came to this understanding later, Mm -hmm. much later in life instead Mm of, you know, at the beginning. And I'm wondering how you came to it. What was your outlook before you had the epiphany of, let me sink deeper into self-love? I think before I was real wanting someone else to give it to me the way I wanted to receive it, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I'm relying on someone else to do the thing for me that really only I know how to do for myself. And I think when I was thinking about, oh yeah, I love myself. It was more about confidence and being, you know, confident in who I am as a person and loving who I am um, regardless of, sort of the influences around me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now I'm thinking that love is really being able to create boundaries that give you peace, you know, that are, are supportive of where you are in your life. And sometimes that means that you are going to be going down this path alone, right? But you have to love yourself in a deeper way and feed yourself mentally and emotionally in a way that's that a person cannot because that person isn't always going to be there or they may not do it the way you want them to do it you Mm -hmm. know and I guess I came to that honestly y'all I came to that on this trip to New Zealand I I just I literally feel like a different person I feel different you know I feel like I've I get it like something just connected and clicked for me Mm -hmm. and I think that changed me and I, gr- I would agree, but I would also say 
I saw signs of you inching in this direction. Mm. You know, um, you were like, you know what? I'm just over, you know, the men or waiting on the the perfect relationship. You were you were hinting at it. Yeah. I saw you inching to this place. Um, they well, say I done that. leaped over the edge. <laughs> what have have you have you adopted like any specific new habits? Like, what are the things that you've put in place for this new transition and journey that you're on? So, okay, this is one big thing. I have been waking up early in the morning, mm-hmm. and I have just been journaling, and my journal is based on like. I got this notebook that does not have lines, defined lines in it, right? It has these little dots. And what I've decided is I can write in it any way I want. I can write a list. I can write horizontally. I can write vertically. And there's something for me that that gives me peace, you know, that I am not confined to writing my thoughts and ideas in a framework because that's not how they are in my brain, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and even doing something as simple as that is sort of demonstrating to myself care. You know, I am doing something that one, nobody else could do that. Nobody else could say, okay, Jen, I'm going to let you write in the journal the way you want, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And so establishing new routines that are freeing to me and that, demonstrate the love that I need to feel for myself. So just something as simple as that. And then having the freedom to freely write these things down in a journal. And then nature, you know, that has been confirmed. Like that is my connection point. And if I can be in that, then I I do feel love. I feel covered. I feel, you know, embraced in a much deeper way. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Tell me where you are in your journey. Cheryl, have you started your writing yet? I think uh, before the new year we talked about, like, we're, you're about to start putting pen to paper and paper to Bible. Did you get That's to right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. This was the year that... Uh, I would put my intentions and my private thoughts, um, desires to paper. Mm -hmm. And yes, so yes, I I did do it. It didn't start January 1, um, but I used my birthday Mm -hmm. as the day to to gift myself the space to connect with myself. Mm -hmm. So, um, but self-love is really... Um, important. There is there is a woman, um, a professor, I believe at the University of, of Wisconsin, one of the universities, Wisconsin or Indiana, but she um, has done a study on self-love, self-compassion, or specifically self-compassion. But she says there's, you know, two kinds of self-compassion. 
One is reflective, kind of passive, you know, when you're, you go inward, um, you know, with self-reflection, self-acceptance, um, um, maybe even journaling as a way to really, really get at the core of um, self-acceptance and, and self-reflection. And um, then there is active self-compassion. Mm-hmm. And active self-compassion is when you take decisive steps to um, um, to choose you. Mm. And one of the ways to choose you is to say no to other things and important things. Mm. Uh, but you have to say no to other things as a way to choose you. And so investing in yourself. Like you, Jennifer, I didn't, uh, here I am fully grown. I was in my 40s. And, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm smart. I'm confident. I have a sense of, of my, you know, my value. I, I know what I bring to the table. Um, I, you know, I, I, I like myself, but I really didn't have a full concept of self-love until, you know, my life crisis mm. of divorce and cancer. And that sent me down a path of, um, my therapist w- would say to me, Cheryl, be good to you. Be good to yourself. Be good to you. She'd end every session. Be good to you. Like, what do you mean by that? I think you mean more than many petties and a bubble bath and chocolate and all the things I love. What what does that mean? And that sent me down a path of, you know, what it means to be good to me. And for me, I described it as uh, offering myself grace. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's much like what we've talked about, giving yourself permission to create space in your life, or mm-hmm. as a friend calls it, scheduling spaciousness on your calendar. Mm-hmm. And, and that spaciousness is just space for you to connect with you. But boundaries and the active self-compassion, um, actively finding ways to choose yourself by looking at the things you can say no to for to others. And it was a really foreign concept to me. Mm-hmm. And I just like, how do you operationalize that? I was actively practicing active self-compassion and I felt so connected to God. Um, I felt con- more deeply connected to the people that I loved, uh, but it began with me mm-hmm. um, and and self-love and being connected to me. And so um, it's just so foundational for every other relationship, every other love, uh, expression of love in your life. That to me is foundational to mm-hmm. everything else. Taylor, how about you though? Like what, where, where are you or where do you feel like you are on your journey? I'm working on making sure that the words that I like put out about myself or say are positive and moving me forward in some way. Like, for example, say I need like pencils or something. Mm -hmm. And right now I'm like, oh. I don't have any pencils. I'll instead be like, I don't have pencils yet. Like, mm-hmm. I will one day have the pencils that I need. And, like, I try to always make sure that I'm talking about myself that's in a way of, like, self-improvement and not from a place of critique. 
because I feel like that can just lead you down a spiral. And I just try to just make sure my words are very intentional. I have been suggested to do journaling. And so I think that that's something I should probably get into. I don't have the time, but I think that a part of self-love is making the time for things that are for your improvement. And so Mm -hmm. that's something I want to carve out time for. I, I make time for everything else. I have to make time for myself, too. And in my swim class that I've been doing, I'm kind of in a cohort of people that are also in the same boat. Like, we get there late, we run in, throw our boots off, put our swimsuits on, or we come in with our swimsuits under our clothes. And we all have things going on outside of class, but we are all taking this time to do something for ourselves. And it's yes. it's nice to be in a group of people like that. And talking to them in the locker room, they're thinking about other things that are going on, but we're here to do this thing and it's it's a it's solely for you. Like I really am not doing this for anybody else. It's just something for me. And I think that that is like I'm going to make that the trajectory of this year of like making time for things that are just about me and making time for things that are just for my self-improvement. And so that'll be my personal self-love journey of continuing to speak in a upward way and journaling and doing things that are just for me. So Taylor, you talked a little bit about identifying things that like swimming that you're doing to kind of care and love yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you were to go on a date with yourself, what would be like your ideal you date? Oh my gosh. I actually planned it out. Did you? I did. When I, when I was leaving swim class, I passed a cleaners. Mm -hmm. I, I passed one of my favorite coffee shops, Afro Joe's in Beverly and then I passed a nail shop, which which is right next to Afro Joe's. And I was like, girl, you can come work at Afro Joe's, have a coffee, have a delicious short rib sandwich. And mm. then you can drop something off at the cleaners that you've been meaning to drop off. And then you can go get your nails and feet done and then go to swim class in the evening and then go Uh-oh. home. And I was like, that is a day that is just tailored. It's still getting things done I need done, like, practically and then self-care-wise. Like, I don't need to have my nails done, but I want to start getting my nails done again. And mm-hmm. I was like, that just sounds like a perfect little day for Taylor. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> what about y'all? What is, a, what is a Jennifer Day date? Okay, I thought about this, too. <laughs> I, 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 would, I would flew myself out. Flew <laughs> out yourself, Jennifer. <laughs> And I, you know, I would pick a place that maybe I could just that that has an outdoor component that has like an amazing food scene where I could go to a really incredible restaurant Mm -hmm. and also experience some live music and get a massage Mm. and then eat some amazing food Mm. and then And it doesn't even have to be with another person, Mm -hmm. right? Meaning not like a date Mm -hmm. with another person, but like have some extraordinary, amazing conversation 
like a connected conversation with someone, anybody, it doesn't have to be a guy, a girl, you know, Yeah, that would be my ideal me date. Oh, that sounds very relaxing. Cheryl, what about you? Well, I, um, I love the me dates. It's when you have a, when you make it a part of a routine, it's something to look forward to. And I was in a season where every Friday night I designated as the me date. And mm. it was one, my food cheat day. So I get to, got to eat whatever, Harold's, okay, Harold's <laughs> chicken, okay. <laughs> I got to eat whatever or order the pizza from Pisano's with, you know, all the toppings, $45 worth of toppings. <laughs> um, so it started with, you know, what's, what's my end of the work day? I get to eat what I want. It's my cheat day. And then um, a bath, like I would a long soaking bath and um, hair mask. I put my hair mask in. I get the bath with all the salts, um, mm. the candles, of course, champagne and uh, my iPad. And I would binge watch my favorite programs from the tub. And it just was just so fun to me. Just yes. cocooned in my bathroom. Uh, my my uh, tummy full of fried chicken. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> drinking, sipping on some voob and uh, binge watching. It was good for my soul. It yes. was so good for my soul. And I got to get back there. Okay, I got a question. Like, would you talk to yourself in that sexy voice you got right now? Okay. Okay. <laughs> y'all, y'all feeling this, right? <laughs> I am feeling Cheryl Eartha Kitt Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love the benefits of a post-cold situation. What a whip. Drop a whip um, sound effect in there. You know how... Catwoman yes. purrs and it cracks the whip. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a wrap for today's episode. If you liked what you heard, subscribe, rate us on Apple Podcasts, and tune in every Friday for your dose of When Magic Happens. And follow us on Instagram at When Magic Happens Podcast. You can find me, Jennifer Shea Love Bowers, on Instagram at Being Shea Love. You can find me, Taylor Coward, on Instagram at Taylor Coward Online. And you can find me, Cheryl Jackson, on social media at Cheryl Jackson. That's Cheryl with an E. When Magic Happens is a production of WBEZ Chicago and part of the NPR Podcast Network. Our truly magical producer is Brianna Garrett. Brendan Banizak is our executive producer. Tracy Brown is chief content officer. Engineering by Maria Lopez. See y'all next week. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.